Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. All this month on Emmanuel, I didn't realize there was so much in this topic, quite frankly. Matthew chapter 1, Rhonda read it on the video earlier, spoke it out. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. All of this is declared to Mary before she's even pregnant. And it must have been very comforting and encouraging for her to hear those words that God is with us and to hear that at the beginning of her journey. But the reality is, of course, as most of us here would know, that God is not just about getting stuff started. He's not just about the beginning or the middle. He's about every part of the journey. And he was Emmanuel to Mary from birth. From that moment, the journey for Mary of God with us was not something she had to wait for, but it was right at that moment. And I want to take you quickly tonight to three different parts of Mary's journey where we see how God is with us, how He's our Emmanuel for the whole journey. Now, listen up just a second. I don't really do Christmas messages. Um, I do life ones because I think everything about this book is about your life and about God wanting to explode your life, enlarge your life. It's all about God wanting your life to carry great impact and to have tremendous influence. He wants to do something right through you. You'll hear me say a little bit later on that the destination God had for Jesus was not a stable, nor was it Bethlehem, nor ultimately was it even Mary's womb. The final destination that God meant for Jesus Christ was to be inside the heart of every human being that's ever existed on the planet. See, his goal was not to stop at a stable, but his goal was to get to where you and I are and for him to come into our life. The whole of, of the Christmas story, the whole of the gospel is not about a baby. It's about a king of kings and a Lord of lords who wants to come and inhabit your life and mine. And so Mary's journey, let me take you just quickly. John chapter 2, you'll have heard this story for sure. John 2 verse 1, on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they've got no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I like this miracle. Well, not more than all the others, but it occupies a special place in my heart because it's not a miracle about a great need. It's not like this person's dying. It's not like they're the gathering demoniac whose life is so tormented and screwed up. It's not like the, the woman caught in adultery and, and Jesus has to release her from the bonds that religion was about to put on her and, and kill her. This is simply an everyday kind of need. And I've got to be honest, I love the fact 
that God is not just interested in my disaster zones of life. I love the fact that God is not just there. You know, there's an old saying that there are no atheists in the foxholes. Well, can I say to you that that might be true, but I wish there were no atheists anywhere. I don't think you've got to wait. I, I remember, you know, kind of uh, meeting people whose idea was that you only became a Christian if you were absolutely desperate. You know, you probably even heard a Christian say something like this. Well, the only thing left to do is pray. As though somehow or other, you know, we, we don't really engage with God with us until we've exhausted every other opportunity every other option in life. Can I make this statement to you that I hope you'll remember? Don't save up your faith for the big problems of life. Let Him be with you in the everyday. This is not a miracle where if Jesus doesn't do it, someone's going to perish. It's an astounding miracle. I told everyone in the service, one of the ones in in the last weekend, that I sat down one day last weekend, just occurred to me, I wonder what it was worth. And you, it tells you how much wine he made. And then I figured it out on a, what I think is an average price for a good wine and worked out that at the very least, Jesus gave a wedding gift of $50,000 worth of wine. So don't kind of think to yourself or uh, don't allow religious thinking to push God over into the, Fireplace, you know, in case of fire, smash glass. Oh, I love, I'm always in the exit row. I've got reasonably long legs and uh, I, I get the exit row and so I can give you the entire speech. Sir, put that down, I need your attention. If you hear the command, evacuate, 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 then given by the captain or by one of the team, Then you reach up, pull open the cover, pull down the red handle. The the door will turn up and go out. And then you must proceed out if you wear glasses or hearing aid. First of all, though, I forgot, you've got to check for smoke, fire, obstruction. I was on a plane the other day where she left out one of them. I felt like putting my hand up saying, excuse me, you left out an obstruction. But, you know, I've been on a thousand flights or more. I've never had to use it yet, and I'm praying I never do. But some people treat faith like the exit row emergency evacuation instruction. You know, and they don't use it, you know, for the everyday needs. Can I tell you, there's nothing, listen, there's nothing too small for you to pray about and for God to hear you. Here's the second one. John 19, completely opposite. John 19, verse 25, Jesus is on the cross. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. He said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that moment, the disciple took her to his own home. Here's another one of these great stories that I love, but not for what I think is about the cross, I love the fact that Jesus in his most difficult hour, 
in the culmination of all of his life, the sacrifice of Jesus. And yet in the midst of that, in the midst of crucifixion, the most painful death a human being can undergo. In the midst of all that, he's thinking of his mother. He says, I want to make sure you're looked after. And so he appeals to the apostle John, commands him to care for his own mum. In his most difficult hour, Jesus is thinking of others. Can I say to you again tonight, you and I are never an interruption to God's plan because you are His plan. Come on. We celebrate Christmas, but I'm so glad I'm not just celebrating a baby. I'm celebrating a baby that grew to become the Messiah or was the Messiah and then got sacrificed on a cross and rose from the dead and now is King of kings and Lord of lords. And He invites me into a level of partnership and into a level of relationship and walking with Him that is extraordinary. You'll never, you know, have you ever said to someone, give me a call? And then they don't call. And then when you say, why didn't you call me? They go, well, I don't want to bother you. I go, well, why do you think I'd said call me? Huh? And some people think, you know, somehow or other, if I bother God too much, he'll get sick of me. I've got three children, three grandchildren. I've never got sick of one of them yet. Amen. And that's just my humanity. I wonder how God thinks about you. And I wonder how He cherishes you and loves every minute. I think He boasts on you. Like, like, give me a couple of minutes. I'll tell you about my grandkids and how amazing they are. My children, how amazing they are. Here's the third one, the last one here. Don't save your faith for the big problems. Let him be with you in the everyday. You're never an interruption to his plan because you are his plan. Here's the last one for Mary's journey. Acts chapter 1 verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. When they'd entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, Judas the son of James, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. This is the, a day or two only before the day of Pentecost, where the church is birthed into the earth, where people are empowered by the Holy Spirit. What does God with us mean? It means that no matter how big my need or how small it is, He wants to be with me in that journey in the everyday. He wants to be with me in the difficult day. Some of you here, I've got no doubt, are in the middle of a difficult time or maybe just Christmas might be difficult for you this year. Take heart from the fact that Jesus in his difficult hour was reaching out for someone else in the midst of theirs. But then also the third part of Mary's journey is this. That she's there. Mary, the one who carried the Christ child in her womb, gave birth to him, supernaturally born, supernaturally conceived. All that goes with all of the great things of the Christmas story. And yet there is Mary, still with all the disciples, waiting for the empowering of the Holy Spirit so that she can take her place in the body of Christ. Because the Holy Spirit never came to just give them a touch. 
the Holy Spirit came so that they could find where they fit. And Mary was there with all the other disciples waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit so she could find where she fitted in this great thing called the church. Why? Because there's a place for you in God's plan, no matter who you are. You know, I've met lots of people over the years who've said to me, oh, Jeff, you know, if I came into church, the roof would cave in. I always say to them, well, actually, I was thinking about you and I've had it purposely strengthened, especially. Because <laughs> I knew you were coming. I've met a lot of people who go, oh, our church wouldn't be me. I go, well, you have no idea what you could be like if Jesus came into your life. You have no idea how your life could change. I guarantee you, I could pick out 50 people here and say, tell me about, did you ever think you could be like you are? And they'd say, no, never occurred. Just thought God was for, you know, whatever. And then you discover the reality of Jesus. God wants to be with us, amen. So I want to pray together with you right now, just right where you are. Just ask God to help you tonight. Some of you here, maybe tonight will be your turning point moment where you say, Jesus, you came to Mary. You came to the stable. You came to Bethlehem. You came to the land of Judea and to Israel. But Lord, I want you to take one step further from all of that. I want you to come into my heart. I want you to come to me. Lord, I want to be your resting place. And you can receive him tonight simply by asking him into your life. It's not difficult. You might go, well, Jeff, how could it be that simple? Well, it couldn't be if it was up to you. But it very definitely can be if God is involved. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person that's here tonight celebrating you. Celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world. The birth of Emmanuel, God with us. But Lord, some of us here, we just need you to be not just around us and watching us. We want you in our life. So Lord, I pray for those people tonight that as they say yes to you and invite you in, just simply you could say this prayer quietly in your own mind or heart. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me and save me. I want to follow you. If you do that, I've got no doubt whatsoever that Jesus Christ will take up residence in the place he really wanted to get to, your heart and your life, in Jesus' name. One of the things that so many people have been doing this year, over 200 so far this year, and we keep hearing stories almost on a weekly basis of people that say, you know, I texted yes. And I love the fact that it's an idea that started here and so it's not, uh, something where the detail of the data goes anywhere else around the world. It stays right here. If you text yes to 0488 826392, then the next morning at 7 a.m., we, we send you a text. And on that text is a scripture that'll speak to your heart. I was talking to one of the people who did that. None of us knew that this young woman had done it. And I was talking to her recently and she said, this is last week. She said, you know, it's like every day, it seems to be exactly what I need to hear. And at the end of it, there's a little prayer that you can pray to help you get started in how to talk with God. Grab one of these, if you like, as you go tonight. 0488 826 392. 
And I believe it'll be a great turning point for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.